Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. It's my opinion. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Get out your feelings. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. It's my opinion. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Sheree Nicole. Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. And I got to tell you guys, season four is blazing. I've had some amazing conversations with some amazing people today. I get to do it again. I have Shanti Das with me. She's a music industry exec, marketing consultant, entrepreneur, philanthropist, mental health advocate, author, and she's a podcaster too. How about that? A lot of people um, now associate her name with Silence the Shame, which is her um, organization as well. But today we're going to talk a lot about her podcast She's doing some amazing things in that space as well. And so I wanted to allow you guys to get to know even more about her. Without further ado, Shanti Das, welcome Hi. to Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. I'm so honored to be here. It is an honor to have you here. I know we talked briefly at another event we a couple did. weeks ago. We did. And so it's nice to be in the same room with you now that was on Zoom. Yeah. Um, and I know we were talking about the holidays a little bit before we went uh, went live and hit the record button. Um for you, you know, and, and I mentioned seasonal kind of depression stuff mm-hmm. with you a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, how are you faring in this particular um, season of the year? What are you most excited about? And uh, what's something that you're working that you're, you know, kind of working through? Or growing through, as I like to say it. Yeah. Um, so, Well, thank you again, Sharia. It's, it's an honor. Um, so I am excited for the holidays because I am that... Hallmark Channel girl, <laughs> child. I started watching Christmas movies at the end of October, and then, and then like my fall decor harvest uh, decor is put up in the end of August. So yeah, I'm that girl. Is your Christmas tree up? I have five trees up. Wait, what? <laughs> I know. I have five trees. They're not like one big one, and then like little ones throughout the house. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I have a winter wonderland home. I call it Black Santa Land because I have black Santas I all over my that. house, and I collect them every year. So um, that makes me happy. It really also, on a serious note, it helps me get through this season mm-hmm. because I lost my sister unexpectedly four years ago, mm-hmm. and then my mother passed two years ago, and um, I was her caregiver. She had Alzheimer's, and before my that, my sister that. was the caregiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, you know, the holidays for me are different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm grateful for the friends and family that I do have left. And so I'm looking forward to eating, looking forward to resting, and more importantly, just sitting and yeah. reflecting and thanking God. Uh, I have been a little anxious. Um, I do think I need another therapy session. So I've been, mm-hmm. I was in therapy probably a year and a half after my mom passed. Mm-hmm. And then this year I didn't need it as much, thank mm-hmm. goodness. But I also recognize those triggers, and when it's time for me to get therapy again, I'm yeah. okay with, with making that appointment like anything else, you know, <laughs> like a dental appointment or, you know, physical therapy or whatever. So, yeah, I, I do think I need an appointment with my therapist because mm-hmm. I've had some up and down days. And yeah. then with it not being as much sunlight, you know, mm-hmm. vitamin D um, helps to really um, get us going and, 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 and puts that you know, the endorphins within us. And so I don't get as much sunlight as I need anymore. And so I can see myself kind of like 
being a little bit more down and, mm-hmm. and being tired. And I think that's why, you know, depression rates are so high in Alaska because of the lack of sunlight. And yeah. so they talk about that a lot in mental health, right? And then yeah. there's a, I don't think I have seasonal affective disorder, which is another disorder that you can Google that can sometimes be a direct result of the seasons changing yes, and less yeah. sunlight. So I try to monitor it day by day. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so interesting. A lot of the stuff you just said, I say the same thing to myself. I'm yeah. saying it right now, like just kind of monitoring and checking in with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a, I tussle up and down during this time of year as well. So and for all the aunties and, and mamas out there, I'm also going through menopause and that gives you brain fog and mm. depression also. So you add that on top of it. So as a, a black female, wellness is at the top of yeah. what I do and at the top of my mind every day. So mm. I have to really be intentional about how I pour into myself based yeah. on what I'm feeling. Yeah, let me ask you this question before we jump into this in sure. amazing podcast of yours and some other really fun things. Um, with with the like menopause and mental health, mm-hmm. and because you know you've been in the mental health space for quite some time now, how how do you kind of maneuver through that duality every day? What does that kind of look like for you? So I, I feel like the brain fog is real, <laughs> and I had to ask my doctor about it because I didn't even know that you could have signs of depression, right, and brain Mm. fog as a result of mental health. And so, again, it's just figuring out how I feel during the day. Um, I'm not taking any supplements or anything, and that that is one thing that I want to do is, you know, get a black OBGYN Mm -hmm. in 2024, Mm -hmm. someone that kind of understands my body or a woman of color um, and things that I'm going through so that I could – because I'm really just – learning it's brand new for me in this phase of my life i like to call myself auntie shanti going through this phase of menopause i even started a facebook private group called menopact m-e-n-o and then p-a-c-t and it's like 150 women now and we we talk about you know what we're dealing with and what we're going through so i deal with it through community yeah yeah yeah. um through again honoring my body and what i'm going through Mm. and then you know talking with uh doctors and professionals about it you are a master at creating community. Thank you. You really are. Aww. Who can, who or what can you say was really the tipping or starting point for you to be conscientious about creating community on a consistent basis? You know, it's interesting. I think that was God's way of wrapping his arms around me and bringing mm-hmm. the community to me that I needed. When I did walk away from the entertainment industry, because I, I grew up with a you know, I had one community in Southwest Atlanta, right, growing up in the Swats, and we're all still very close. People that come to Atlanta, they're like, okay, y'all old Atlanta. <laughs> it's one big community that I had growing up. And then yeah. I had a, a music community, right? I still mm-hmm. have all my peers. But once I went through my challenges from a mental health perspective and physical health perspective, I felt like God placed angels around me. Mm. So I didn't really have to go out and, and really foster that community. He brought like-minded individuals into my space. And then I was like, okay, let me nurture this community, yeah, right? Yeah. Let me water that tree, right, or, or or water those seeds, right? That that was that he planted in my life, if you will. And so now I have these great um, trees and branches of community all around me now. Mm-hmm. But it was really him planting those seeds in the soil of my life that allowed me to be vulnerable enough to accept. Mm. Um, the community that he was putting around me. Hence, that's why Silence of Shame started with all these volunteers. Yeah. And that's why even now with the Mebo show and the movement, it's just, you know, I'm going back into my com- music community and some of my other communities that he just kind of brought together in like a full circle moment for me. Yeah, you mentioned music community. Hip-hop, 50th year anniversary. Uh, yeah. It's a really, really big deal. And you've been so close 
to the music industry and just music in general for such a long time. You know, how special is this particular, you know, time in history for you? And then how are you integrating, you know, how special that is in your connection to hip hop with some of the other projects you're working on, including your podcast? Absolutely. So one, I am just, I feel like I, I'm 52. And so for hip hop to be turning 50, it feels like a member of my family mm. because I essentially grew up right with the genre and within the culture. And as a kid, I, you know, I used to have the turntables in my, well, I had a turntable in my room and the, you know, the I, I was box. like, are you on the ones and no, two? I can't. Let, me, let me rewind. <laughs> I had a turntable. So I love 12 inches. I love, I had friends, um, family members that worked at other stations mm-hmm. and, and different record companies and they would provide me with the 12 inches. And so I was just really loving everything about hip hop and culture and, you know, everybody from, you know, Sugar Hill Gang to KRS-One, LL Cool J, Run DMC, like, mm. you know, big fans of all those folks. And then growing up in a city like Atlanta, people like MC Shadi, um, oh gosh, Mr. College Park as a DJ, you know, Mojo, all these other wonderful greats and Raheem the Dream, um, really just... I felt like they were speaking to me and it was something mm-hmm. that I could relate to. So ha- seeing hip hop turn 50, it's just been really special um, yeah. for me and to have been a part of the culture. For yeah. those of you that don't know. Yeah. Had- Let them know. <laughs> Check the, let's show us the receipts right now. I'm ready. I had a, a, a really awesome <laughs> career in the entertainment industry. My first job was working players ball mm. from Outkast. And shout out to Big Boy and Dre and Under 3000 has a new instrumental album. It's it's been an awesome run for me, and I was there at the Source Wars in 1995, the night that <laughs> Outkast said, you know, those infamous words, the South got something to say, and so it really is. It's like a family member celebrating a birthday, yeah. and so to to really have been front and center in a lot of iconic moments in hip hop, whether mm-hmm. it was concerts or you know different tours and promo things that we did. It it was just a blessing. And so I I always felt like I was a child of the culture, whether it was what I did for work, how I dressed. I'm a (laughs) sneakerhead. I love everything about it. And so, yeah, it's it's been a blessing to see how the world has really acknowledged an art form and a genre that a lot of people said wouldn't last. Yeah, And that it was just a fad. And now hip-hop, in my opinion, has surpassed most genres. I think it's probably the most... um, recognizable genre globally yeah. than any other genre on the planet. Yeah. You just preached. I don't have anything to come <laughs> behind behind that with other than let's talk about the, the, the Mebo show. Um, and I'm trying to figure out in my mind, like how you have so much time to like, you have so much going on. It's a lot. How, how in the world did you find the time and space to now put together a podcast and, and also for you with all the other, again, communities that you've already um, established, that you continue to foster, you know, how, how were you in a position to be able to create that same thing with this podcast? Well, thank you, Sharif, for that question. So initially, um, I was trying to figure out something I could do on my own. I mm-hmm. had my gallbladder removed two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was really sick. I was in the hospital in the emergency room on two different occasions and didn't really know what was wrong. I think I was misdiagnosed. And Mm -hmm. having a gallbladder removed is, you know, fairly um, common. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people in the African-American community have that procedure done. It's pretty Mm non-invasive. But if left not untreated, it can be really serious. Mm -hmm. And I think mine had gotten to the point where it was untreated. And for me to have to be in the um, emergency room a second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a black woman, I'm like, okay, I was there by myself. I had to advocate for myself. They weren't really checking for me. And mm. so 
long story short, once I found out what needed to be happened, I decided to go to another hospital. And I, once I started getting back physically healthy, and you got to remember, this was after my mental health challenges. So mm, I was like, okay, so I used to think that, you know, having the the huge job, you know, in, in the career and the title, that that was the quote unquote bag. No, health is the real bag. Yes, it is. And so yeah. I said, what can I do that will couple, you know, mental health and physical health and for me to be able to really support my community in another meaningful way? And then the conversations around Hip Hop 50 started happening. And yeah. so long story short, I had lunch with uh, two ladies from Johnson & Johnson, um, Shalina and Antoinette. And they said they were looking for partnerships and ways to do things in the mental health, in the black community um, around health in general. Mm-hmm. And health disparities and to be able to provide resources. And so I was like, well, I have this, you know, new um, idea and it's called the Mebo Show. I want either my own podcast or IG Live or something. And so they loved it. And um, I decided to dedicate season one to Hip Hop 50 because Mm -hmm. I felt like a lot of hip hop artists have unfortunately, you know, um, passed away over the years to various issues, whether it was heart disease Um, you know, diabetes, um, mental health challenges and so forth. And so to me, it was kind of like the perfect storm there. Yeah, for sure. And so I reached back in that Rolodex from the music industry and the rest is history. So we have eight episodes out right now and and we've had um, Dougie Fresh on the show talking about his nonprofit, Hip Hop Public Health, and all the great work that they're doing around stroke prevention Mm -hmm. and other... um, health challenges in the black community. I had DMC from Run DMC who talked a lot about his suicidal ideation. Wow. I had Eric Sermon which I, from the almighty group EPMD. <laughs> and we did a live podcast session in New York City. It was so dope. Love that. We had about 30 or 40 people who came out and he spoke very candidly about, you know, his heart attack that he had over 10 years ago. Mm. David Banner was on there talking about mental health. Charlemagne. Um, I had um, Big Tigger, who w- represents the Atlanta Hawks, yeah. and I know is on an, a, another um, station in the market. But he talked about hip replacement in hip hop. Like you, what? like a lot of people don't even know Big Tigger had a hip replacement. I didn't know that, and that's a serious operation. It is, but he talked wow. about it, and he came out, you know, shining colors on the other side. But it was so important, mm. you know, because we're always on the go, and yeah. we don't think about our joints and mm-hmm. other body parts and how that can affect us when we're so, you know, we're living and working in these high-paced jobs and yeah, industries. For sure. I had Roxanne Shantae on there talking wow. about eye health. Think about it, girl, like glasses. Shanti, let me tell you something. I'm a negative six in both eyes. If I'm if I don't have these contacts in, I'm basically legally blind. I I get it. You gotta listen to that. And she was hilarious and fantastic. And then we had um Yo-Yo and wow. MC Light. So it, it's been really humbling to see my peers who some of them I can say I can call them friends, and some of them are just icons that yeah. you know I respect and and luckily you know, they respect me and we're gracious enough to be a part of it. And so it's been beautiful. Um, We are growing the audience, but I think it's such important content and such important Mm -hmm. work. And that's why I really appreciate, you know, Johnson and Johnson for allowing us to create these safe spaces so that we could hear personal shared experiences around various health issues. And then for them to be able to provide the resources that we need for the community. It's beautiful. And I really feel like I want Shanti, well, I want people to, th- when they think of Shanti Das, to think of someone that lives at the intersection of health and culture, hmm. no matter who it is. And so we're hoping to have, you know, God willing, season two, where we yeah. can open it up to athletes and politicians and, you know, other singers from other genres. Because that's the one thing we all, health is, the, is like the ultimate equalizer. 
Yes, it is. We all have mental health. We all have physical health. And we're all going to deal with something or either our family members are, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just want to be that health advocate that's out here changing the narrative and helping to, you know, dispel dispel health um, inaccuracies, right, and health disparities within Mm -hmm. the black community and hopefully fight, you know, for better health care, better health outcomes for our community. Yeah, absolutely. You you mentioned all these really profound conversations you've had on on the, the Mebo show and this might be a tough question to answer but I yeah. do want to ask you this sure. is there one conversation that you have had so far on the show that stuck with you in a way that none of the others did mm. and why that's a great oh they've all been so good I think I was really one of the ones I was really moved by was uh Eric Sermon because mm-hmm. I mean you know heart disease runs rampant Yes, it does. In the black community. And so many of our, either our family members, even my own brother suffers with heart disease. And so the way he talked about it, and he really had no idea that he was having a heart attack. Mm. And I'm just so grateful that he got the help that he needed because he might not have been here. Wow. But for him to open up and share something so very personal um, about that, just that whole experience, it, it really moved me and, and it almost brought me to tears mm. in the conversation. So y'all please check that out. It's the good thing about it. The holidays are coming up. You can binge watch either on YouTube or binge listen to the Mebo show. And it's Mebo, M-I-B-O. And if you want to know what Mebo means, it's M-I for mind and B-O for body. So it's just my way of combining, you know, mental and physical health and the importance of it. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. What's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself or what's come to light for you about you in doing this show? Oh, that's a great question. Um... One thing I've learned about myself that was humbling for me is, and not that I guess, you know, you hear stuff and and people, they see you and they they show you love, but it's really humbling for the support and the genuine love that I think that's out Mm -hmm. there for me and especially with some of my hip-hop icons that I grew up. And I was like, wow, y'all really, like, they were like, sure, whatever you need. And, and and it was just a moment of gratitude for me because yeah. people don't have to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. And it just showed that God's love is all over my spirit because the way people treat me and the way people respond to me, you know, it's through love and God is love. Yeah. And so it's, it's just God's hand over my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're really close to... Um, getting more listeners and viewers. I feel like God is not going to bring me this far. And I feel like the Mebo show is important enough. And again, with Johnson and Johnson believing in, and I feel like it's going to get out to the masses, but it's been the love that's been shown. Um, Shout out to BCW and and Lauren and Cheyenne and Erica and the team over there. Who's been supporting us and and helping us even get these interviews set up just the genuine love. Cause I feel like right now, um, People say to me, oh, like, I can't believe you're so humble and talk about my career in music mm-hmm. and all of that. And I've been on a lot of, like, documentaries yeah, around Hip Hop yeah, yeah. 50, national documentaries, which I'm very grateful for. But at the end of the day, 
we're all human beings. Right. It's all the same. And I'm it's grateful true. that I got to do all of that. But I, I thank God for the humility that he places in me. And so that's why I think this work is so important because it's about our health. It's about yeah. our minds. It's about our bodies. And we're nothing without health. Nothing. We, we, we can't get up and go. You can't have your podcast or be on the You're Willie right. Mo Jr. show right. if you don't feel good You're mental right. or physically. And so, yeah, it's been, you know, God's favor and, and grace and mercy over my life with the fact that I almost took my own life mm. in 2015. But uh, he was able to allow me to start Silence of Shame, now to start the Mebo show and living the Mebo lifestyle is what I like to call it. Yeah. You know, I try to get out and walk. I try to do something every day for my mental and my physical. And I might fall short. The days are shorter, too. It gets dark yes. at 30. Six o'clock, I'm ready to get in the bed. You know, have to be intentional. So, <laughs> yes. But if I fall short one day, through his grace and mercy, I wake up the next Amen. day. And there's a new opportunity to get it right. Mm-hmm. And I want us to get it right in the black community on mental and physical health. What's the main thing we need to keep in mind when you talk about getting it right in the black community when it comes to mental health? The main thing for mental health is you got to be able to recognize your feelings on a daily basis Mm because everything brings something different. And we're inundated with so much. And I feel like um, things on social media and in in society, they're sensationalized that much more. And you can find yourself even just scrolling through, going down a rabbit hole. I'm not saying it's going to make you clinically depressed, but you can sit there and go, well, dang, well, why didn't my my podcast get that opportunity? Or why Guilty. am I, why am I not at, at this luncheon? And why Guilty. am I not here? Like, yeah, I'm quote unquote Shanti Dodds, but I have those thoughts and feelings like anybody else. So yeah. I have to be intentional. You just have to monitor your thoughts and feelings. And then you also have to pay attention to your family members and your friends. Mm. Um, I tell people, instead of saying to people, you know, how you doing? Because they're probably going to say, I'm good and keep it moving. Yeah. Say, no, how are you feeling? Because that's really going to hopefully open up a different type of dialogue. For sure. But if you do ask that question, then you got to be prepared. For the answer. To sit and listen. Yeah. And, and you know, from a mental health perspective, it's not that we necessarily um, want people to fix us. Sometimes we need that ear, right? Mm-hmm. We need somebody to kind of let us vent and talk to. But then also being able to keep yourself educated so you can have those resources in your back pocket Yeah. if somebody that you love needs it or if you need it yourself. You know, yeah. that's why the work that we do at Silence of Shame is so important. And then physically, it's important that we go and get our physicals. You know, yeah. go get your checkups once a year. As women go, I just got, you know, my annual exam yeah. from my OB. Hate it. But you got to do, <laughs> do it. you got to do it. You know, and I'm not saying, like, be a hypochondriac about going to the doctors because sometimes we can, like, try to self-diagnose ourselves yes, or over-diagnose. Yes. And so you're not, you know, wanting to make something wrong with you, mm-hmm. but it is a, a responsibility. Even yeah. going to the dentist. I just For had sure. my teeth. I get my teeth cleaned two times a year now because I have crowding at the bottom. What people don't understand is sometimes with um, dental hygiene, it can lead to it's what? Heart deal. disease. Yes, yes. People don't understand yes. that. And so many things in our bodies, mentally and physically, they're connected. For sure. Right? You can have mental health challenges as a result of physical health challenges and vice versa. So I just want us to get educated around health and wellness to a point where it's a lifestyle. It's the Mebo lifestyle. Yeah. Right? It really is mind-body wellness, and it's a way of life. It's not something, it's not a fad. It's not like... Oh, we're just going to do, you know, meatless Mondays or I'm going to only go to therapy, you know, once uh, a month and do a wellness Wednesday. It's not a fad. Those are great reminders. Right. And things that kind of help us market the way we think about wellness in our lives. But it really is a lifestyle, Mm y'all. Like you got to commit 
you know, to trying to be mentally well and trying to be physically well. And I tell people, you know, nothing to be ashamed about. None of it. Mental health, diabetes. Oh, and we had a, a, a episode with Dr. Dre, who used to be on Yo! MTV, Yo! MTV Raps. Not Dr. Dre the rapper, gotcha, but Dr. Gotcha, Dre gotcha. the TV host. He was very candid about amputation. He had to have, you know, one of his limbs amputated oh wow. from diabetes. And now mm. he's, you know... He's doing things better to be here for his children. I mean, mm. we're having some real conversations around health on the Mebo show. And so that's why I'm so excited to, like, share it with the world. And hopefully we'll gain, you know, more followers and listeners and people will pass it on to their community, yeah. you know, so that we can get we can all be well. Yeah. Right. That's all we want. Yeah. I, I just love how you're adding this element of a human and human touch to health. Thank you. You know, bring like a lot of people to your point earlier, they, they look at celebrities as like not not human to a degree. Mm-hmm. So to have human moments with them and people yeah. can engage in that way. I, I just know and I know it's already impacting And health, the masses, you know, yeah, is health is there's stigma around health conversations in general. For sure. We know there's huge stigma around mental health, but there's a lot of stigma even just around physical health. Yeah. Because what we we got these highlight reels and all we want to do is show our best pieces of us. Mm-hmm. And there are some brave souls that might go through and survive, you know, breast cancer and so many other things and I applaud people for using their platform. Yeah. But not everybody's willing to do that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the Mebo show so that those that are willing to share, you know, and, and we do right, wrong or indifferent. We do look up to our celebrities. Right. Yeah. And and we we think they have these exciting lives, but they're human, too. And they go through a lot of the same thing. So by, by, by them being vulnerable and sharing, we hope that it will inspire right. Yeah. Those in the community Absolutely. to take care of themselves as well. Absolutely. So the Mebo show, Silence the Shame. <sighs> Shanti, you're all over the place. And I gave you, I gifted you my two books. And I got, I got. So I have my, my, my first book that I dropped is The Hip Hop Professional, A Woman's Guide to Climbing the Ladder of Success in the Entertainment Industry. Hmm. And then my second book is called Silencing My Shame. And it's just my story and my journey to mental wellness. All of this. I, I, and I ask people like you this question because I'm just fascinated by the answer. When was the last time you told yourself, good job? I love that. I think I'd let others do it. I don't know that I do a good enough job of patting myself on the back because I feel like I've always been taught that you should let others celebrate you. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much how I live my life. That's why I I come from just a humble place. Yeah. But I do encourage myself and and I feel good and and I can, you know, quietly or personally personally reflect and say that was that was good but I'm my own worst critic so I'm always pushing myself to go that much harder and I'm always sitting down thinking I'm not doing enough or I should be doing more and those are my own flaws that I recognize um I don't think I do it enough and even with silence to shame I'm like well we've come such a long way in a little over five years almost six years but I'm beating myself on the head like what what are we not doing what can we do we're doing more and so I don't I don't have kids. I'm not married, but I do have very supportive family members, friends and colleagues. So mm-hmm. I guess I let them say job well done. And then me and my father in heaven, you know, I, I look to God for really all I need is is God's approval. Yeah. And then he'll send little signs through his earthly angels to let me know that I'm doing good. So that's sufficient enough for me. Yeah, I'll let you know, too. Job well done. Thank job you. well done. I appreciate it. How can people stay connected with the Mebo show? Yes. Silence the shame. 
um, get access to your amazing books as well. Yes, I just yes, want to yes. make sure everybody I has all the information that. they need. So first and foremost, you can subscribe to the Mebo Show on YouTube um, at the T H E Mebo M I B O Show S H O W. And the audio version of the Mebo Show is available on all podcast platforms from iHeartMedia to Spotify, Apple, you name it. And then you can follow me and the Mebo Show on Instagram. You can follow me at ShantiDoss404. Follow the Mebo Show at the Mebo Show. And then follow Silence the Shame at Silence the Shame. And you can buy my books. And just um, we're revamping my website for all things Shanti Das, uh, Biz. I'm actually launching my own wellness apparel brand. I love it. I'm going to start with a couple sweatshirts and T-shirts. I'm hoping to get the first one out for Christmas. Um, so, yeah, so I'm just, you know, I'm just grateful. And, and it's, it's really cool because when I quit and walked away from the music business in 2009, I was talking to a friend and colleague. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've, I've been working since I was 13. I've always worked for somebody else and had a job. And I'll be very transparent. You know, I went through financial ups and downs when I quit. I almost lost my home. I started over, essentially. Right? Mm. That nest egg that I had went away. And, boy, I tell you, God is so good. And now I have, you know, my own nonprofit. And now I have my own podcast and hopefully starting my apparel brand. And so you'd have never... You know, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to think that I could be sustaining myself on my own all these years later. But again, um, it's all God. And I'm I'm grateful for those opportunities. Because we're going into a new year. There are a lot of people that may be in a pivoting mm. sort of season. Yeah. I've experienced it, still kind of sitting in it myself. Mm-hmm. What What can you say to those who, just as you mentioned, may be leaving a job with no job, stepping mm-hmm. out on faith, being forced into a situation that they didn't ask for and having yeah. to pivot into that, you know, what say you to those, to those people? So one, I would say that um, change in life is always going to happen. It can be hard to accept the change. So definitely leaning on your faith, mm-hmm. um, but you can't just lean on your faith because God, you know, faith w- without works is dead, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. So God wants us to put our best foot forward. So what I would say is when you're in that transition, if you're like leaving one job and whether you're starting your own business or say you're just looking for that next job, you know, try to lean on some of the talents that you have. You know, maybe growing up you did graphic design. You know, maybe I can do some graphic design for a couple of companies on the side. Yeah. It's so many opportunities that you can do just from working within your home, right? So look for things or side hustles, as you call them, to figure out a way to kind of like make ends meet. Because um, not many people will try to like go back and figure out, well, what else can I do? Because when you leave that one job, you think that's your only skill set. Yeah. No, you're probably more talented than you realize. And maybe it's time to start that passion project that could actually start into a viable business option for you. So I think having multiple streams of income is is really, you know, important. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you do have to go just take a regular job, like you got to humble yourself. I had to humble myself um, and get to a point where until I could figure out what that plan was or what God wanted me to do next, like I wasn't just going to go bury my head in the sand. I was going to use my time, my skills and my talents you know, to just do something else, even if, like I said, even if I did have to humble myself. So lean on your friends and family, right? Because they might be able to get you job opportunities or jobs on the side. Yeah. Go back into your wheelhouse, see what other talents that you have. Um, and then just, you know, get out there and network. You know, your net worth is really based on your net 
work. So get out there, continue to network, and just, you know, keep the faith. Keep God first. Keep the faith. And, Sometimes uh, pivoting can yeah. be the best thing for you. Best and scary. It can be but very it's a scary. Thing. And if and, and through that transition, I would say get yourself a life coach and a mm. therapist. Because a life coach and a therapist to me can give you very, you know, two different outlooks, right? And yeah. plans for your life. Your life coach can maybe help you through a lot of what you're doing from a professional standpoint and give you options and ideas and things that you didn't think about. And then your therapist can just help you and your mental psyche kind of stay on top of it and not really, um, you know, get into that very dark place as you are going through that transition. So being able to talk through that with someone. So build up your squad and your team to help you through that pivot. Build up your team. You guys got a lot of gems a lot of gems were just dropped, okay, by I tell some... people, we're in basketball season. You can't have five <laughs> people on the court, right? Every team has that. I mean, you can't have under five players on the court Correct. to actually start a basketball game. So who's in your starting five Uh-oh. of life? We all need a starting five in our life, right? It could That's be a right. life coach. You know, it could be your doctor that you lean on. It could be a therapist. It could be a bestie. It could be your spouse. But have five trusted people you know, that you can lean on both personally and professionally to help you through life. Mm. We all need a starting five. You got me thinking. I got my starting five, but you got me thinking. Because like, you want people that's going to come from a place of empathy and not sympathy. Come on. You don't need nobody in your starting five to feel sorry for you. We're we, we not looking for sympathy. You're right. We need, lo- we need more empathy. Let's lead with love. So we need folks to love on you in your starting five. Mm. And people that will also love you but push you. Yes, right? yes. People that can ask you the uncomfortable questions. That's why I love my mentor and my life coach, um, Sherry Riley. She asked I me love those. love Dr. Sherry love Riley. Love her. And she asked me those hard questions. Yeah. We need that too, right? Because the starting five can't just be, you know, softies. You know, they got to be at the top <laughs> of their game and be willing to ask those hard questions. We need that in our lives. You're right. But it don't mean that they don't like you. They love you. That's why they're going to ask you those hard questions. That's right. So if the people are not asking you hard questions, ask why they're there. They might not, they might like you and not love you and and want to get something from you. Or they might love you, but they just might not be the right person for that job. Mm. So be really specific. And and even if you might have to pray and ask God to place those five people in your spirit so you'll know who to go to, right, before you get out there and it's on the court of life. The Court of Life. That's so good. Well, thank you for thank you. sharing, first of all, about this amazing podcast and also thank sharing you, these amazing tips with us about how to function on The Court of Life and when. Yes. Um, Shanti Das, I know this will not be the last time we speak, but just wishing you all the all the best that God can continue to bless you in this season of your life. I know some great things are coming down the pipe for you on so many levels. So it. God bless you. Happy holidays. Thanks and, uh, to we'll you and congratulations on everything. Thank it's been you. such an honor. I hope we do more together. Absolutely. All right. Peace. Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole is produced, hosted, and edited by none other than yours truly, me, Sheree Nicole. To watch, listen, like, and or subscribe to this episode or previous episodes, you can go to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Have an amazing week. Talk to you soon. Peace. Just a thought, just a thought. Get out your feelings. It's just a thought.
Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. 